What's love got to do? Got to do with it. What's love but a second hand emotion? What's love got to do? Got to do with it. Who needs a heart when a heart can be broken? <laughs> Welcome back, fam. It's the 831 Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh-huh. Welcome to the 831. It's the 831. It's the 831. It's the What it be like, what it is, what it ain't, what it do. Why we always, what what it is, it's such a greeting and and I love our culture for it. Um, Shout out to my peoples, Mary Juneteenth. Uh Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. How y'all doing, man? I hope y'all are wonderful. I'm excited to be back for the next round. Let me tell you something. Speaking of the culture. We just suffered a terrible loss, terrible, terrible loss in the music community. A, a, a music giant has passed on, and that of Tina Turner, as we, some of us know, Anime Bullock. <laughs> yeah, y'all, so I had to do my little tribute, you know what I'm saying, to open up the episode. Because the songwriter says, what's love got to do? Got, and you got to say the got right to do, got to do it. It's got to be just like that. You know, they don't sing like that no more. You, know, you got to sing with some soul, you know. Well, Michael Jackson, he, he used to, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, how they, that's how they used to say, y'all. That's how they used to say. And yeah, I, yeah, I'm a 90s baby. So yeah, I grew up in that time period. 1994, you know, I'm repping. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Um, don't now, now listen. Now, don't don't get in the comment section. All y'all folks that's older and younger, talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. What if now I'm repping for the 90s babies? All right, let's go. And that's really up till like 95, <laughs> 96 through 99. Y'all got a little grace, but I'm really talking the 1990 to really about 95 can range. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm talking about my save by the bill years, huh? Come on here, y'all know nothing about it. Y'all don't know nothing about it, so don't act like you do, huh? It's alright, cause I'm saved by the bell. All oh, our Come on here. Huh? All right. All right. <laughs> nah, nah, I hope y'all doing well, man. Hope y'all doing well. So, I wanted to do a episode. First of all, uh, y'all are going to be hearing me talk about healing a whole lot on this podcast. Um, I believe it's one of my life's purposes, right? Purposes in life to help people heal. You know what I'm saying? In the words of my pastor, the great Reverend Doctor Apostle, 
No, nah, she is a pasta though. Uh, Pastor Sam Franklin, the one and only. Shout out to her and my church, Love Center South. Woo woo. She says this all the time that healing, you know, is a lifelong process. So as long as we're living, we're going to heal, you know, or we're going to need healing from something because, you know, life just has a way of life. And I said that on the last episode and, you know, we're going to always have to heal from something. It may not always be something traumatic, but hey, it's going to be there. Yeah. So y'all going to hear me talk about it a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I heal all the time. And, you know, sometimes I don't know that I need to. Huh? Come on here. It just kind of happens like that. So, yeah. If you don't want to heal, this may not be the show for you. Huh? All right. Uh, But now I'm always be talking about some form of healing. You know what I'm saying? It may not be every episode, but it's definitely going to come up and out. Because, hey, it's in me to do. So, um, with that being said, it is Juneteenth. And, you know, it's ours, the culture month. Uh, But it's also the month where we celebrate Father's Day. Father, I See, you can only sing that if you Baptist. I can't. You can only, only my Baptist folk know about it. Let me tell you something. You break out singing that at a Baptist church at any given moment, Usher board number two, just be ready. Okay, because somebody, Mother Mother Johnson on the second row is going to have a whole fit. Okay, and if y'all don't know what a Baptist fit is, go look it up. <laughs> you will see what I'm talking about. You will see what I'm talking about. Hey, that's what we call them old Dr. Watts, huh? Come on here. Let, let, let's go, let's go. No, no, Father's Day month, man. And um, Father's Day... And, you know, I can, obviously I can only speak for me, but maybe I can speak for some others as well. Uh, I think as any holiday, holiday, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day, you know, whatever. You know, it can, sometimes it can be bittersweet, right? Um, and Father's Day, you know, for me, has been, at least the last few years, has been more bitter than sweet. <laughs> and uh, y'all know how I do on my show. We keep it real. We keep it a hundred. We keep it a buck. And, um... I was convinced um, this year that um, I was going to have a good day on Father's Day. All right. Um, I know a lot of times when these holidays and, you know, commemorative days, if you will, whenever they come around, um, it can bring about a lot of mixed emotions, mixed feelings and Grief, and you know, a lot of times we end up crying more tears of sadness than tears of joy, and rightfully so. You know, I think that is also in the healing process. You got to let it out, right? Can't hold that stuff in. But I know for the last few years, um, it's been more bitter than sweet. So, told y'all, y'all, as y'all journey with me throughout these episodes, you'll, you know, I'll, I'll peel back certain layers of me, you know, what, what have you. So certainly about me, my father passed in July of 20, no, yeah, July 2004. Um, I was nine years old, right? So I was still a, still a kid to, for, 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 for me. I was, I was, uh, I was a kid. I was a kid. And, uh, 
really don't remember much of him. I remember enough of him, but I don't remember much to be like, oh, yeah, I had like a really, really dope childhood with, you know, my father. Yeah. Um, actually, his latter years uh, eh, wasn't that wasn't that pleasant, right? Um, so, uh, from what I remember, you know, actually speaking of Tina Turner, <laughs> uh, like my last couple times um, hanging out with him, I want to say, um, what's love got to do with it? The actual movie, you know, with Angela Bassett. Let me tell y'all something, Angela Bassett is one of the goats in the acting industry. Let me tell you something. And the people need to give her her flowers and stop playing. Because Angela Bassett, she's been acting like this longer than I've been alive. And she has killed any and every role that she's been in. I just, I had to throw that out there. Because, you know, I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs> I'm going to leave it. But all I'm saying is, give Angela her flowers, okay? Give the queen her due. Because she is the GOAT. Period. And let me tell you something. She acted Tina Turner like I'm, ooh, and we. As a matter of fact, I remember she posted, I don't mean to go off, let's go off on a detour, and we're going to get back on the interstate, all right? But we're going to get off on this exit, and we're going to come right back, hey? Hold your line, hold your line, hold your line. Uh, Angela Bassett posted, uh, I want to say this quote that Tina told her from the movie. She said, while you didn't act just like me, you found your inner Tina Turner, and you displayed her well. And that's big, right? Like, that's huge, to come from the queen herself, from one queen to the other, right? So, shout out to Angela Bassett. She the goat, she the queen. All right, we getting back on the E-Way. So, I remember that movie being on, right? On the last couple of times, and um, he gave me a pair of sticks. My, I'm talking about my pops now. He gave me a pair of sticks, you know, and actually a week or two or something after that is when we got the news that he had passed, right? Never will forget that day. We'll never forget that day. I had this 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 thing in my in my woodshot, as the saints in the church would say. <laughs> no. It's kinda like this gut feeling that I knew someone right, you know, but I just I didn't want to rule it out to that. Right. But I knew he had been sick for a minute. You know, what I'm saying? I knew some things have been going on. So that was a very interesting day. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, my pops, um, <laughs> this is the guy that uh, I got my squall from. If any of y'all follow me on the social media since we here, um, if you're not following me on Al Gore's interwebs, you can follow me on Facebook, Christian Walker. Spell just how it is, right? IG, it is Christian Walker 3. I want to say there's a, y'all, I feel old. I don't even know my, there it is. Yeah, Christian, <laughs> Christian dot Walker 3. That's on IG. So please follow me. Um, shout out the podcast screenshot so I know what's going on. Yeah, follow your boy. You never, you never know what's going on. I'll be posting stuff. All the time, my stories be kind of, you know, whatever. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, where was I? See, that this is why I can't get off on exits because I lose my train of thought. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. Yeah. So, uh, I got my squall from him, right? 
Uh, right. Y'all, y'all ever hear a Baptist preacher or a gospel singer? Right. That's, that's where I get it from. You know, my dad, he's from Pine Bluff, Arkansas, the country. Right? From the country. Yeah, that's that, that's where the court test out of me come from. Right? That that drive, that that put your foot in it, you know, that right in your face kind of singing and all that. That's who I get that from. Uh, my dad was indeed a preacher, so... I definitely got his uh, his preaching mantle um, and all of that as well. Yeah, like and I and I look I look like him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I got his nose. I got the skin complexion. Right. Um, even my music taste. You know, he embedded all of that in us. You know, like I said, it's that it's the quartet. You know, the William Brothers, that Lee Williams and Spiritual QCs. What y'all know about it? Can spirituals? Come on, man. Let's go. We can run this list. <laughs> we can run this list. But even soul, you know what I'm saying? The old school stuff, that Al Green, Johnny Taylor. Huh? Don't make me stop, man. Like, let's go. That, 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 that's where I get that from. That's where I get that from. So, yeah, but, you know, he he he, he went on. He went on to glory in July of, uh, of 2004. And uh, I'll never forget at the funeral, of course, I was pretty broke down, um, as anyone would be. But, but, but a lot of years after that, <laughs> Um, I did not cry. I did not shed a tear. Um, I thought, this is just me, I thought in order to be a man or to be respected or looked at as such that you couldn't cry, right? So as Tantor would say in Tarzan, some of y'all would know this reference. He said, I've had it with you and your emotional constipation. <laughs> that's that's what he said. Emotional constipation. And as funny as that is, I lived a large part of my childhood just like that. You know, I was an angry, angry little boy. You know what I'm saying? I was just, I was just angry, right? Um, especially around that middle school time, early high school. I was just angry. I felt like I was always in the counselor's office. You know what I'm saying? Had a good heart. You know what I'm saying? They had a good heart, you know, nice to people, this, that, and the third, you know. But I was angry, you know. But at the same time, it was a lot of stuff I was going through. Being in middle school, you know what I'm saying? Especially a Memphis school like that. You know, kids was ruthless, man. Check Checking was a sport. And if anybody is listening to this and you from Memphis, you already know what I'm talking about. <laughs> checking was a sport. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I didn't have that, I didn't have that err on me, you know, like I, you know, like I wanted to, I really wanted that, you know, but I ain't have it, you know what I'm saying? So I walked around angry and depressed and stuff all the time because kids was talking about me, kids was bullying me, kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, went through all of that. I had major insecurities, uh, major low self-esteem, you know what I'm saying? Um, going through the, the the normal stuff that a preteen or teenager would go through, you know what I'm saying? And you add all that on top of that, you know, and then to have a coming up in a heavy, heavy Christian church going household, you know, I was taught you really can't be, you know what I'm saying, out here trying to get back at folks. I wish I would, y'all, as long as I had been in school, I had never gotten a suspension. <laughs> never. I may have gotten maybe ISS, maybe. But to be suspended, like be home for two, three, two and three days? Ah, oh, nah, never. Cause I was scared of my mom. My mom was a teacher, <laughs> so I didn't. I had time, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was angry and all of this stuff, right? So I grew up like that. And uh, when I got to college, 
And here's kind of where I'm honing in on the episode, you know, the vibe. When I got to college, um, I want to say it was around 2015, 2016. I think 2016. Yeah. Um, or was it earlier than that? I don't know. But I was in college. I was in college between 2012 and 2018. So it was around that 2015, 2016 time. I'll never forget. I was on this retreat with some good friends. And, uh, you know, we were at, at the table talking one morning, you know, and after a series of questions, God that uh, was kind of speaking to us, he asked me, he said, have you grieved the death of your father? And I, I shot him this look like, what? What are you talking about? I was so confused because I'm like, what, did, uh, what kind of question is that? I said, uh, I think so I don't know I didn't know I had to you know he was like yeah um you you might want to dig into that (laughs) and I was like I was so confused right because like I said my pops passed when I was a kid so they don't really talk to kids about grief much right they don't teach you how to process a lot of that stuff as a kid because a lot of, I mean, you really don't have the, 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 the maturity to even know what that is, what that looks like, blah, blah, blah. You just kind of go on about life. So I was like, wow, okay. So I took that, took that, you know, took that advice. And after, you know, I had some time with God and I was like, wow, I have never grieved his death before. And it was coming out in my responses. <laughs> it was coming out of my character, right? And um, I was having a conversation with one of my big sisters the other day. And I said, you can always tell when somebody has had a father or a father figure in their life um, because of how grounded they typically are, how they look at life. You know, they're probably way more, you know, they're well balanced between, you know, emotions and being straightforward, how to, you know, maneuver through life, all of that. You can just kind of tell in, in, in their movements. And I guess they could tell that, that was not a thing for me, right? So I began to grieve, right? Go through this process, go through the emotions. And let me tell y'all something. That was not fun. <laughs> it was not fun at all. Um, but it was so needed and it was so necessary because it was at that time that I could start to get clarity um, about who I am as a man and as a person um, going through that. So yeah, I had to give myself the space to be angry. I had to give myself the space to cry, right? I had to give myself that space. Like I said, I had I had not cried in like 10 plus years since my father's funeral, you know? So I was locked up emotionally, right? And a lot of men that might be listening to this, or if you are, you know, I'm, I'm sending this episode to, you know what I'm saying, a male figure, you know, obviously it's for everybody to hear, you know, but a lot of us men, especially black men, we go through this, right? Um, not being emotionally whole, you know, but because we're going off society's idea of how we should be and how we should act, how we should look, you know what I'm saying? Like, we go through this. You know, so, yeah, I didn't, you know, didn't do a lot of because I felt like, you know, it was going to make me look 
weak or made me look a certain way. I was already getting called weak. I was already getting called sissy and this, then the third. <laughs> so why would I voluntarily, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> start crying in front of you. Like, absolutely not. Right. But when I got older, I saw how much damage that was doing to me. I saw how toxic that was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I had to give myself the space to do that. I had to give myself the space to go through that, right? And I could not go I couldn't go through it alone. Could not go through it alone. I had to go through it with the grace of God. You know what I'm saying? Cuz let me tell you something. When those waves hit you, you need something that's going to undergird you. You need you need something that's gonna hold you up and get you through that, you know, because that stuff is that stuff is hard, man. That stuff is not easy, and you know, and like I said, I'm grieving the death of a father. You know what I'm saying? I'm a I'm a young black man dealing uh, dealing with the grief of his father. You know what I'm saying? And we know how pivotal that is in the life of not you know of not just a son, but you know a black boy. You know, I just I'm, I'm gonna call a spade a spade. That stuff is. You know what I'm saying? That stuff is crucial. Stuff is needed and it's necessary, right? Um, so yeah, like I went, I went through all of it, you know, um, and, and and it left a void. You know what I'm saying? It, it left a huge void because you know, especially around that time in my life, you know, I, I, had, I had to be like 22, 23 years old. You know, I'm starting to figure out life. I'm starting to become a man for real. I'm starting to accumulate bills and, you know, uh, hey, I'm going through college. And, you know, I got so many questions that need answers, you know, and not to say my mom can do it. Shout out to my mama. Right. The best thing since sliced bread. You know what I'm saying? For her to do this thing. Single parent, four kids and all of us doing all right in life. Big ups to my mom. Shout out. Love you good. I love you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we got to keep it a buck. It was something she couldn't speak to. You know, all she knew how to do was be a mother. Right. I was raised by, you know, my mom and, you know, a lot of my aunties. It just, it just wasn't a lot of male figures around, you know, that understood me. Right. You know, uh, to be a creative that young, to be what they would call anointed and oily, you know, have a call on your life, you know, that young, you know, and I was even fighting with that, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> do y'all know how, how how jacked up it was to, to have older, older men in the church look at me weird, like I was diseased <laughs> because I couldn't play sports or, you know, I chose not to, you know, I wanted to listen to music or I wanted to be in the choir instead of dribble a ball. Come on, man. Like <laughs> that stuff was weird, you know, and I had to heal from that stuff later on. But I, I but I realized uh, that I had not grieved. So I had to grieve. Right. Had to go through it. Had to face it. Right. Had to do all of that. Um, and, and, and 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 I was at a uh, I was having lunch um, not too long ago with a couple of my uh, fellow musician friends. Uh, we had just got done with a rehearsal. And uh, we went out to eat, you know, kicked it, you know, what have you. And, uh, you know, we just chopping it up. And, you know, I told one of my homeboys, I was like, hey, I'm thinking about hollering at, you know, this homegirl. You know what I'm saying? She cute. She bad. You know, whatever. And, you know, of course, y'all heard 
from the last episode 2022 is a weird year so I, I learned a whole lot you know what I'm saying as it pertains to dating and you know knowing how to pace yourself now knowing how to put up boundaries now and all that kind of stuff and one thing he said to me and here's here, here, here's where we go what he said wasn't wrong at all as a matter of fact I told myself this a whole lot but I gotta show y'all what I was triggered from he said alright cool he said just pace yourself like I said, what he said was not wrong at all. But inwardly, I felt the way because it was coming from another male figure. Watch it. Because I have not had a male figure, you know, or some kind of mentor, what have you, as an authoritative figure. I then realized in that moment that it was difficult for me to accept correction from another male figure. Yeah, we here now. We want I, I, I won't hold you long, but it's gonna be strong, okay? Uh it was in that moment that I was triggered. I was triggered. You know, and I got my phone out, you know, because I told y'all my Holy Ghost is rude to me. He really don't care where I'm at, what I'm doing, how I'm doing it. If he want to sit up and talk to me in that moment, he's going to sit and talk to me in that moment. <laughs> so I got my phone out and I just had like a brain dump in my phone. Right. So, yeah. So I, I got my phone right here in front of me. Uh, so I'm just going to read off. I'm not going to read everything, but I'm going to read off, you know, some of the stuff that I was dealing with in that moment. And, you know, it was pretty much a conversation between me and the Lord. And I said, there's a part of me that has to heal the resentment I've built up towards men in certain corrective spaces. Resentment because, like I said, I grew up not having a lot of male figures around. I was looked at weird all the time. A lot of them want to take time on me. A lot of them was always inconsistent. Right. And. I kept going and said, there's a part of me that feels like as a man, I've made it so far without having a male mentor or father figure that I don't need to hear what you have to say to me concerning a certain situation. The whole notion of I made it this far without you and I don't need you. And I said, this is the statement of a fatherless son. And we've all been in that space. That's why I'm being real candid right now. We've all been in that space where it's like, I've gotten this far without you. Why you got to so, so so what you got to say to me right now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We've all been there. We've all been there. And if you ain't been there, hey, lucky you. I'm telling you because there's not a fun space to sit in, right? You know? So yeah, like like I said, it wasn't what he said, it wasn't even where it came from. It's just that when he said it, it's like I got a flash of all of the men that didn't do me right. I, I, I felt the, the, the grief come back of my father not being here, right? So I found out that it was hard for me to hear a word of correction or an iron sharpening iron from another man because I just never had that, right? It's easy to receive correction when you've had a consistent authority there the whole time, Right? And because I'm not used to that, it made me feel inferior in that moment, right? And I'm like, I've sat here all these years and I've built up the version of a man that I thought was pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? So why well, I got to hear that from you. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, it, it was a whole lot. It was like all this stuff just kind of hit me like a freight train. Right? It, it's kind of a reason. If, if anybody knows anything about me, I do not mind being by myself. <laughs> I do not mind at all. Right? Like, I'm totally cool. I'm a homebody. So I'm totally okay. As long as it's me, my couch, and my TV, I'm straight. You won't hear nothing from me. Right. And once I'm peopled out, I'm peopled out. I'm like the most introverted extrovert you'll ever meet. Because <laughs> once I'm done peopling, I'm done peopling. I can go to the crib. I'm straight, you know. So, but even in that moment, I was like, what happens when seclusion becomes your safeguard for not opening up to others? I'm going to ask that again. What happens when seclusion becomes your safeguard to not open up to others? Right? What happens when you have to be healed from being misunderstood your whole life? Ah, yeah. It's real now. What happens? Right? So... That was the space that I was in. And God was like, we got to heal from this. Once again, I didn't know it was something I had to get healed from. Typically, triggers come when you got to deal with something that you didn't know you had to deal with. Right? And what's trip was even more trippy is some years ago, I'll never forget, I was sitting at Starbucks and God took me to Abraham. Of course, you know, his name was Abram first and he got a name switched to Abraham because God told him that he would be the father of many nations. Never forget this. God told me the same thing. He said, you will be the father of many nations. Many nations. Not just your own biological kids. You know, you will be a mentor. You will be a big brother. You will be one to reproduce yourself and someone else and plant a seed, right? And it, and it overwhelmed me. I'll never forget it overwhelmed me so much, but I was like, God, how can I be the very thing that I never had? That's a real seat to sit in, right? He said, I understand. He said, but I will show you. I'll teach you. I got you. And you're going to heal on the way. You're going to heal along the way. But I just need you to just start. Get up and go, trust me, I got you. So y'all, I had to eventually stop looking for, I guess, men that were older than me to, to, to be this figure. Because I will always set myself up for heartbreak. And my discernment had to increase because there were certain men that would attach themselves to me so that I can make them look good because I am gifted because I have an anointing on my life, right? And I'm a man about it. Take that as you will, <laughs> you know? But I'm not here to make you look good. You know, I'm the one that needs guidance. I'm the one that has questions because what happens when you're gifted and anointed and you still lost? What's the use of being gifted if you're still inconsistent and you're not disciplined? Obviously, these are certain habits you can work on 
by yourself and with the grace of God. But it's always nice to have someone there. Do you know what I'm saying? To help you get through it. Hold you accountable. Help you to be strong. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. All this to say, I'm still, I'm, you know, still healing from it. I feel like it's going to always be a, a part of it that I'm going to always heal from. Right? Um, but it's a day-by-day vibe. Day-by-day. You know what I'm saying? And I would encourage any man that's listening to this, you know, or any young man, older man, you know, what, what have you. If you feel like you're still dealing with, you know, wounds, you know, a father not being there or walked out on you or this in the case, you know, and I'm I'm genuinely speaking to everybody. But, you know, this is kind of episode for some of me, for some of my brothers, because I understand we don't always speak up and say when we hurt and when we've been hurt and when we done, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, because we don't want to feel or look, look a certain kind of way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's me and you right now. Wherever you are listening to this, it's, it's, it's me and you. Deal with this stuff. Grieve if you have to. You know what I'm saying? Go through the waves. Let God get in that heart of yours so that you can be the best you. Not just for yourself, but for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah, we, we mess up. We have our faults. We, we make our mistakes. <laughs> but let me tell you something. When you heal and really start living your best life, let me tell you something. That's a joy that you ain't think you can tap into. As a man. <laughs> and I decree and declare that the next set of tears you cry will be happy tears. Tears of joy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Take the time. Take the time for you. Talk about self-care. This the real self-care, bro. This the real self-care. Making sure that mental is good. Make sure you have, you have dealt, you have gone through the layers, peel back the all of that. Do what you got to do. Don't let this be another Father's Day where you just, you know, cry because they ain't there. I understand that. But at, at some point in life, we got to have joy. We got to start smiling again. You know what I'm saying? So I'm here with you, dog. I'm here with you. You know, yeah, we all might have a father one here and there, but there's nothing that God can heal. Cool. I feel like a preacher, you know, I feel like I, I, I kept you too long. I held you over a little too long. But um, I knew this would be one of them episodes where I would have to like just kind of sit with this for a minute. So, yeah, thanks for rocking with your boy. Once again, listen, we here. We doing this all the time. This is how we getting down at the 31 show. Alright. I love y'all. Come back and see me. We doing this. Heal. Heal well. Peace. <laughs>